This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. nurse. I started from children's unit. I started from adolescent, then moved to a children's unit, and then moved to adult. Okay? So now, these people will talk to me like, where's Chang Lee? Who are you talking to? Me? I said, yeah. Until you know how to say my name, I will not give you your medication. I informed I inform my assistant. I said, if this person will ask, this patient will ask, if um, I, she needs her medication, tell her to know my name because she knows clearly what's my name. I'm not Chang Lee, but she called me Chang Lee. So they'll say, I'm sorry, Miss Pearl. Or sometimes they're so psychotic and they think I changed their medication. They think I have a power to control them. Sometimes they think I have the power to control them. I said, I wish I had the power to control you or mine or something. And they said, I want to deport you to sing, uh, Hong Kong. I deport you to Hong Kong or Singapore. But the problem is I'm not from Hong Kong. Yeah. So what will happen to my cousins if you deport me? Then they don't have any more Filipino cousins. I'm the only cousin. I'm the only their Filipino cousins here. So you, yeah, you infuse you more. Don't, don't, don't take it and offense it. Because the next the three days or one week, they will clear up. They change their mind. They Or sometimes if the full moon is not there anymore, yep. they change their mind. Yeah. If there's a full moon, you watch out. I, I'm telling you, they are. I'm not going to that, call them yeah. crazy. I can also. That relate. part's oh. true. That part's true. Ryan, what is? Can you relate to that? Yes, because I'm also a psych nurse. Like, um, yeah, you're a psych nurse, Ryan. Yes, I am a psych nurse for ten years now. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. Nurse. Yeah, because it's you know, like the work itself. It's like it's like. I'm babysitting. <laughs> Correct. So, it's so much, so easy. Like many people would say like, it's just a walk in the park. And yeah, it you, is a walk in the park. I and know. you got to be who you are. You could yeah. be flamboyant. You, I put some, some bling bling on my head. I wear makeup. I wear perfume. Nobody will complain. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what? And so I was just, I love yeah. being a psych nurse. And me, like, <laughs> like a lot of my coworkers, they were like saying, Ryan, you work a lot, like, because I keep on picking up shifts, because, oh my goodness, the work is so easy, like, this is nothing in the Philippines, here, I just work with six patients, and you just give oral meds, and that is, like, it's so easy job, but they were like, wow, Ryan, you pick up a lot, so, so it's like, this is an easy job for me, but they think it's really hard, like, how can you do it, Ryan, so it's so good, and of course, at work, you also experience, like, there was like a Karen, you know, like a bully. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, oh my God. Um, this is just a suggestion. Like if you encounter that kind of coworker, just, you know, still be nice. But of course you have to make sure that if it really gets into your nerve, you have to go to the HR and everything. So um, to make the long story short, um, she went to other, you know, unit because like, seriously, if you know that you're, uh, doing the right thing nobody could uh, really bully you mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, oh, this is how I handle the bully people. And they question my judgment, right? Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I'll go there and I'll say, voila. Okay, because you, I think you are Miss or Mr. Know-it-all. Can you enlighten me and show them, Tao, maybe Miss so-and-so can benefit what you just told me. I'll do that in embarrassment. They will, I, they will be embarrassed, I will tell you right now. If we have um, a report and I believe that she is like just trying to annoy me or something, I'll say, hold on a second, Give me, hold on a second. What kind of report is that? Are you trying to measure what I know or you're trying to get a real report? I don't like that question. The next day, I will call that coworker and I give them a warning. I said, I don't like your tone of your voice and I don't like the way you look at me. I'm not going to endure that. Uh, this is not a place, there's no place for hostility. There's no place for um, professionalism. I come here to put my, my uh, heart and soul. I make sure I take care of myself. I make sure that um, I represent myself well. If you question my work ethics or something like that, you're out of line and I won't take it anymore. I won't. If you're going to do that again, I will, believe me, I'm going to walk out on during the report. She never did it again. She was like nice and think, okay. And then every time we do a report, of course, I'm being professional. But if not, I walk out and go. And I said, talk to the boss because I'm not dealing with that. And I tell the boss, I'm not dealing with that. You know who I am. I will come here and work, work, work. And also always offer help with other nurses. When they like, for example, we have a verbal dis escalations with, I know Ryan, you could relate this. And mm -hmm. sometimes I have a very good report with a patient. And then they usually, the patients that are from coming from my previous work, so they are like um, adolescent patients. And then now they become an adult, they go to my uh, hospital where I'm working. And I have a very good um, report with them. I verbally de-escalate them and I take care of them. And, you know, I always like, make sure that I help and offer help to my coworkers. And it's important to have a very good uh, relationship with your coworkers, but you cannot avoid that someone will be hostile to you, uh, doing microaggressions, making dumb comments, uh, the, and also question your judgment. Like for example, I have a patient that is pregnant. They wanted me to jack up that patient with Ativan and something like that. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna give her five minutes because that Ativan is substance too. So I have to, now you have to know your medications. You have to know if that the barrier so i said there's a reason for that the activant is sub substance too it means that it could cross the brain barrier and i don't plan that that kid will be my future um patient so no so if, if you want you could um inject it and i said if uh, she i told her she's gonna have five uh five minutes to pace around the unit i told her she could use her coping skills and one i asked her what is your coping skills she said miss paul i'm gonna just like talk and um pace i said okay talk and pace and then if you want to scream go to your room and scream but do not um uh, trigger other people because if you are being disrupted here that i explain it to her you always explain because that's part of your informed consent too americans are big in informed consent so because what they're doing is they're going to demand me now to inject you and I, you are pregnant you want to protect that baby so i want you to go back to your room if you wanted to like feel like you're being like uh, disruptive no because you know it's not psychosis and uh, you know it's a only a behavioral so if you know it's only behavioral they yeah. could control that if it's psychosis then of course i'm gonna yeah. give her uh, medications and so yeah her. And, and Phil, really, it's interesting as you're talking, because I'm just thinking, you've been here now for like, what did you say, 20 years, right? Yeah. Yes. And don't yes. you think everybody on the panel, you can see that Pearl's been here for 20 years, because when she spoke about the Americans being expressive, look how expressive Pearl is now. 
She oh, married? because I married too. I married for to, to a white guy. Yeah. So yeah. I always say I have a collection not at home. So please leave the attitude over there because I'm not dealing with that. So that's the reason why my boss will say when I come in, say probably gonna be a charge. And I'm like, you're not going there. Yes, you are. Oh my God. So I'll make sure that the tasks are being things. So I was like, for example, what is this? What's going So what I do is I handle it. It's like, do you want me to do the thing? So I'll show you the Filipino way and you do the American way. So I'll get the broom and I'll broom and then they, and then I'll make sure that they have water or something like that. I assist all the tech. So they know that I'm working. I'm not only there setting pretty and everything. And then when I'm stressed and I get mad to the doctor, whoever is like, I get mad to hold on and say, I'll grab my lipstick and I put my lipstick in front of them. I don't care if it's inappropriate. I said, I don't care what you said. I'll put the lipstick on because I'm stressed. So, and then sometimes there's someone that I receive a report from the unit and they demand I'm on a break. I demand that um, I get a, a report from the unit. You know what? I called the nurse and I said, can you wait at least five seconds? I think I'm going to lose my mind. So I'll drop the thing on. And then sometimes if they said, okay, okay you, you lack this information. And especially if the patient is in withdrawal. Okay, any unit, if you are in med search, even if you are, some patients are in withdrawal, they're big now, withdrawal in opioids or withdrawal in alcohol. That's big now in America. It's a pandemic or epidemic or whatever it's you call crisis. that. How, it's an opioid it's a crisis, crisis here. Okay. So I wanted the vital signs. She said, oh, I don't have vital signs. So why did you call me when you don't have a vital signs? Attempt to get the vital signs because I'm not going to accept that. So I will demand it. So she, she said, okay, call me back when you're done with the vital signs. So I look at the MAR, I look at the MAR and then I can see, I look at the, not the MAR, like their AC spreads, that's the, the system that they're using. And I can't see the one. So I said, did you wrote a beautiful, did you write a beautiful note that he um, um, refused the vital signs. I want to see that because I'm not going to accept that and be responsible because you don't know if the vital signs is skyrocketed. You don't know if you elevated, you know, and then the doctors now is questioning you what kind of medication. Sometimes the patient lied. Sometimes they take benzo and then their uh, their UDS did not come back. Your urine drug screen did not come back. What they're positive on. So they're just like keep guessing what is the best um, antidote for that or they need Xerox or something like that. Oh yeah, sometimes the, the nurses are like, also like, ho, ho, could be hostile, but it's not you. Sometimes they're not trained well. It's not you. Sometimes um, they don't know what they're doing. They're just there for the money sometimes, you know, but at the end of the day, when you are, when you know what you're doing, you're so proud, you represent yourself and say, wow, I did a meaningful job. These patients really like, because I appreciated the video and said, wow, um, Ryan, thank you so much. I never felt this way before. I never felt being given attention by this. You know, the people in the unit, and then you just say thank you, but never made another comment too, because you don't know if that patient is lying and they will tell other um, nurse too. Yeah. So just like make sure when you are making a comment, the patient like be limited about it too. Be That's limited true. about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that you expressed it really well, Pearl. I mean, it's really just doing the good job um, and knowing that if somebody is um, being mean or difficult or giving you a problem, it's not about you. You need to have a sense of humor, which mm -hmm. is important. Always, you know, as Yanni and Ryan said, have that sense of humor and also just not to take it personally.
Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it's not, it's about them. It's not about you. And that takes a while from a culture shock perspective to be able to get to that recognition where you can be assertive. And all of us watching Pearl now could see her assertiveness because, and there's a difference between assert, being assertive and being aggressive. Being aggressive is where you're in their face and um, it's not in their interests. Assertive is a win-win. It's where you're sticking up for yourself, but you're not trying to push anyone down at the same time. And being assertive is really the key that, and the goal that we want to, that we want to achieve. And another I thing is yeah. oh, here, right. um, you should know what you're doing at work. That's the best thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you have the attitude and you know what you're doing, you're all set. Like you can yeah. stay oh, you're all in set. your work forever. Yeah. Because and also know your medication, Raya. Know your medication, yeah. right? Because patients sometimes will question the medication. So if you know the side effects, you know what is the parameters of the um, vital signs, you know that. Then then you said, why this medication is different? It's yellow and before I took pink. So you always make sure. Okay, did the doctor explain to you that they increase your medication, the, um, the dosage? Did the doctor, this one is a different kind of factors if they are super annoyed let's say they're taking a heart pill yeah. and then and then the medication come up with a diamond so what you do is also open that medication in front of the patient say inspect this medication this is the medication because they're usually they are i will tell you something about americans they are well aware of their medication they're well aware because it's all the time when they're seeking this medical help they um they are patient is education. Patient education is a big part of their um, medical um, culture. Okay, patient education. So they know uh, what their medication looks like. What are the labs that they're looking for? So you make sure if it sounds foreign to you, you best your Google is your best friend. Google it. I never heard of this medication. I Google it and I. I go there confidently and I said, hey, here's your medication. Did the doctor talk to you about this? This medication is made by this manufacturer, the medication that you prefer. I know it's hard and now it comes with a diamond. Were you willing to take it? And sometimes I grab the doctor, a resident doctor and say, doc, can you confirm to the patient that this is the correct medication that I'm not poisoning that patient? Because sometimes they will accuse you that you poison them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta know. You gotta know your 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 medication. And you Pearl, know. I, I know that you did your nursing education in America, and um, but maybe the last thing we can speak about is maybe for Ryan and maybe for for Yanni just about like how is nursing different in um, outside of the U.S. as opposed to being in the U.S. Because Pearl, I mean, you you've only you've experienced it in the U.S., right? I experienced here in the U.S. I was a, um, yeah. a stay-at-home mom for 16 years. So if you wanted to talk about stay being a stay-at-home mom and how to flourish yourself, I can do that too. But yeah. go ahead, Yanni and Ryan. I'm not going to take up the stage. Uh. <laughs> no, we love you on the stage, Pearl. You're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to interject a bit, I'm guessing Pearl and Ryan worked in big cities, and it's one of the reasons yeah. I like, yeah, I like big cities, because in rural towns, if you're like all flamboyant and all that, I'm not even kidding, everybody looks at you weird. Even wearing short shorts and they know you're a nurse, yeah. and you're out doing laundry, you will hear somebody comment. Yeah, somebody okay, will be yeah, I work like, in, um, 
I work in Philadelphia, Yanni. It's a big yeah. city. Yeah, mm -hmm. I well, work in the Philadelphia hood. Philadelphia is very diverse, so nobody <laughs> You're cares. Very diverse. But this is Valley City, North Dakota. Most people are conservative, and I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm just saying this because it's true, experience-wise. And I was doing laundry in the public laundromat because they've got the industrial dryers and all that. Um, and somebody made this comment about, you know, because being an RN apparently is a big deal. And they feel being an RN, I should not be wearing short shorts. Ooh. And I said, I fail to understand how my short shorts influenced my work ethics and how my <laughs> yeah. performance is and how good my performance is considering I'm not working. I'm wearing mm -hmm. my short shorts doing laundry. What yeah. is a big deal? <laughs> but, but that yeah. is interesting, Yanni, because there are, you know, people talk about America, but the, but there is just so many differences in yeah. America. It yeah, depends just, if you're you know, in on the, the East Coast, the West Coast, a big city, a small town in the Southern States. You know, it, it's just yeah. a very different culture. It's almost like different countries within a country. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to point, I, I just wanted to point, if you are working in a big city, like here in the East Coast, okay, like New York, New Jersey, um, where are you at, Ryan? Rhode, Rhode Island, Island. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, I will tell you, it is a very fast pace um, life fast pace. You're doing your makeup while you're driving. You're eating while you're driving. You're doing like multiple things. So my suggestion is always write down what you really need for that yeah. day. That's it. Yeah, um, that's why right. I do agree. Yeah. 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 And so like, for example, in the case of like when in the case of Ryan and Pearl, you're, you guys are working uh, with smaller census. I work in a nursing home. So any I have anywhere from 39 to 92 residents. Oh, my team. God. So God bless when, your heart. It's wow, one of the reasons I, I'm, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm relocating to California to be with a family and uh, to work with a smaller census. So. That being said, in rural towns, especially in North Dakota, because these are towns where most people don't want to go to, especially because in winter we go as cold as negative 65. These wow. are towns that like if you're single and you love to travel like me and you speak other languages, you want to be like, I want to go to a place where I can have fun or we can, I can mm -hmm. date, whatever. And you're headed to a rural town where technically majority of the population, and I mean 75% is geriatric. Psych is fun if you're working with like adolescent or you know the young adult population. That's true, yeah. If you're oh, working with Jerry Psych the way I am, <laughs> if you're working with Jerry Psych and you have residents who fall and they have these ridiculous hallucinations, you have residents who have suicide and all that. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun when it's you have 39 fine. to watch over. And you're oh, yeah. and you have to God bless your heart, God bless your heart. And the thing is, the thing is, you gotta have that mindset that you're like okay, this might be temporary, this will be temporary, but I got to persevere because we all got goals. It's not yeah, just do money, not get you know up. what I'm do saying? Not give up. Yeah, yeah, so do not give up. And don't do get me wrong, your up. first six months, you will feel like you're alone, you're the only one experiencing this, nobody understands you. Yep. But then oh, you, you talk to other nurses. You will build, you know, you will build. Nurses. No, because if they end up in a situation where the only Filipino nurse in the building Oh, like in our case, ooh. we're only two Filipino nurses in the entire building. And thank God when I arrived, there was already a Filipino community. We were 12 Filipinos in Valley City. 12. 12. 12. Oh, my goodness. And I travel a lot, thank God. By the third week, I was already traveling yeah. to other cities. So, you know, you get to network and you got to socialize. You got to yep. talk to locals. You got to talk to people from other cultures. Because you might be surprised because you know how other people complain that, like, if they're co-workers of such race. I mean, I've got a lot of friends who are African. African-American, African-African. I've got friends who are uh, Czechoslovakian, Russian, you know, or the Hungarian. Because, you know, for some reason, they ended up in some Scandinavian part of America. But, yeah, you, you got to have that 
you know what I'm saying? You, you got to have that open-mindedness to associate with people because when you end up in rural towns like mine and you're the only Filipino working in the entire building, it's hard. It's hard. And in our case, we were only two for four years. Wow, we were only two Filipino hard. nurses in the entire building. Yeah. And we and also document. Oh, I wanted to mention, Yanni, sorry to interrupt you. When you have a poll, make a beautiful, beautiful note. And always think about this, that when you're doing a note that to what to protect you, because sometimes the family could be unmarried and they wanted to sue after 10 years because, you know, um, something like happened and they wanted money or something like that, make a beautiful note. And there are like some people advise me, the veteran Filipino nurses, they like to have a notebook and then whatever their intervention and they think that that patient will going to sue them, uh, they will make a really detailed note what happened on that day, what time, what kind of intervention they did, what kind of medication they did, what was the evaluation, what was the assessment and everything. Because five years from now, down below, you will not know who is that person. You have, have um, one million um, um, patients and you can't remember. So, but don't worry, you will be represented well. Don't be scared about that litigation and stuff like that. Don't be scared because you will be represented well by the hospital, usually, or your agency. Usually, they will give you a really good um, uh, lawyers for that. That's not always the case, especially in rural towns. I, oh. I hate to refute that. That's never just the case, especially in a state that has no unions. North Dakota has no unions. It's one of the reasons I like moving to California because of the protection they provide nurses. That being said, oh. always have a lawyer. Because I know when I had my contract review done, I had my contract review done by three lawyers, two from North Dakota, one from New York, and he's Filipino. And he's the only one who discovered that my contract has an auto-renewal clause. So I don't, if I don't resign on the day my contract ends, my contract auto-renews for four years. So if oh, you're in an area, wow. yeah, that's like slavery. But yeah, yeah, if you're in an area like mine, you got to have a lawyer. You know, somebody that you can oh, okay. $75 that's to, good, and it's know? worth it. It's worth How it. How much? Seventy-five dollars. Oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's, it's worth, worth it. It's worth it. it. Yeah. Well, that means so, yeah. I, yeah. I think the message really is just how different everybody's yeah. experience has been. So and we have a union, so that's the reason why. Yeah. So Phil being in a big city, in a unionized area, Yanni being in a small town, in a in a um, long-term care skilled nursing facility, Ryan being in another area. You know, everyone has such a different experience. Um, which is really interesting because I think when people hear the American dream, they think, oh, well, it's going to be the same for everybody. But it really isn't. So I think yeah, the American dream is Tanya. It's different from everybody. It could be freedom of choice, how to live. You could be in the Philippines. You could be subdued. And here you are. You're flamboyant. You could be um, practice your sexual orientation that you wanted to, and you're hiding in the closet. And here you are. You're dating the whoever you love. Uh, it could be um, religious freedom. It could be you wanted to be wealthy. Whatever you wanted. This American dream that you are better than you are before in the Philippines. That's uh, for me. That's my American. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com.
I would suggest is that for Filipinos who are in the Philippines, they should have a bedside care because here in the U.S., you really need to have a bedside care. Because in my experience, like I uh, I only had two years of hospital experience in the Philippines, so I had difficulties adjusting here in the U.S. So it was really hard. You know, there were there there came to a point in my life that I said, "Oh my goodness, here in the U.S., nursing is really hard." And then, you know, I also work in the nursing home, and then. I met this Filipino girl who said, oh, you apply in the psychiatric nursing because, um, you know, it, I it's think easy. it's what you love. And then I applied it and then I told myself after experiencing that job, oh my goodness, this is one of the best jobs ever I have experienced mm-hmm. in my life. So aside from having a bedside care, you should also know your passion. Where do you really want to work? Do you want to work in medical ward? Do you want to work in OR? What is your passion as a nurse? So find a passion. And if you know that you're passionate about what you're going to do, you're going to love it. For the rest yep. of and also, uh, your best friend will be YouTube. If you don't know, don't worry. Some resident doctor doesn't even know how to swab a COVID. They will ask me, nurse, come here. They don't know how to put a PPE. So don't be insecure. Don't be shy. Say, I don't know this. Hold on a second. Go to the bathroom in YouTube how to um, um, don't PPE. PPE or something because the doctors they're asking the nurses or sometimes they say what do you think nurse I'm like you're the doctor and then when you oh one thing also when you are uh, getting uh what is that like um you are sick and you go to the doctor family doctor when they find out you are a nurse do not tell them you're a nurse because the doctor will turn around and ask you what do you think is the best for you you will end up diagnosing yourself and you will up uh, prescribing your own self so don't tell them yeah <laughs> Let me just interject this though. One thing you have to understand is every facility is different because going back to what Pearl mentioned like about false and stuff, I had to take a class on long-term defensive communication, you know, so that way you won't get sued. And if you, the facility does get sued and you don't have a union to protect you, the lawyer who represents you will not actually be embarrassed because you documented everything. Mm-hmm. Um, before there were other nurses who would complain that my documentation has always been long but when they go through my documentation like the director of nursing whoever would go through the only thing they could say is it's extremely detailed because mm-hmm. it, if you didn't write it if you didn't document it it wasn't done that it being wasn't said, done. that's a legal perspective you, will meet, you yep. will meet other nurses and like you will compare school experiences you know because in the philippines you have a study buddy, you have a partner, and with that partner, you do everything. You do enemas, you do intradermal, intramuscular injections, whatever. With a lot of the newer nurses, they practice on dummies, on dummies. So that's why a lot of times Filipino nurses, Asian nurses and all that, when you're, especially like in my generation, you get to have a little bit more empathy for your patients or residents because you feel what they feel. Whereas if you're practicing on a dummy, a dummy will not complain if it's too painful or your technique sucks. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of things that's different. Um, And a lot of times you'll find that the ones who went through nursing in America, the new ones anyway, they're more fearful. Whereas Filipinos, you gotta have that can-do attitude. I can do this, even though you don't know, so you just go to the bathroom and find it on YouTube, but you, you gotta have that yeah. attitude. Yeah. I can do this, you I can learn my this. Best friend. Yeah, I can do this, I can do this. to all of you that I can do it. And I, really, yeah. I believe that we Filipinos, we are known for being compassionate. Like, yeah. I work with so many Filipinos here, and oh my goodness, like, Americans, they would say, oh, this this is so nice. Oh, not Ryan, you're a good nurse. And if there's like a problem in the unit, like a patient, um, you know, they would say, Ryan, can you talk to the patient? Because they know that I am compassionate because I'm of the people like 
Americans they would say, please um do good or if not, they're gonna put you in the seclusion room. I said, you shouldn't be like that. I think you just have to be more compassionate with the patient. And then if you're compassionate with them, you get their heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, because you create the report. So yeah. here in America, they're very big. I will tell you that right now, for those who are watching, they are very, very big with cultural competence. Okay. There's a reason why they try to um, hire um, nurses around the world, different um, background, different experience, different upbringing. That's the reason why. Because like what Ryan said, it's the intervention. We Filipinos are very good at intervention. It's like our um, black ship niece or nephew, and then we just like do that and talk to them and stuff like that. But the Americans, they don't have patience with that. Filipinos are very patient. We are like so like, okay, come here. Oh, and also one thing also do not forget, I'm going to go up in tangent. Americans love to call you sweetie or honey, okay? So if someone will call you sweetie and honey and, and you don't appreciate it and it's uncomfortable, this is how I handle it. Hi, sweetie, he said, right? I said, oh, do you know my name is not sweetie? Here, 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 my badge. I'm Pearl. Remember the oyster, the Philippine, um, the, the Pearl of the Orient says like that, they explain. Remember the oyster? I give them a hint all the time. So what's my name again? Like they call me sweetheart or sweetie or honey, and I'm not comfortable with it because this is a professional setting. I'll say, remember I told you my name is related to oyster? Yeah, I always emphasize because I have a, uh, a co-worker. She said, you don't call us sweetie, we are nurses. So the patient got, grab out a water and throw on her and she works eight hours soaked and wet. It's how you handle it. Sometimes it's how you handle it. And well, um, yeah. Well, that's, that's a very good place to end off because it's how you handle it. I think that is the key. I'm just sitting thinking now, I'm so busy listening to all three of you that I forgot we even, we way over time. Lovely discussion <laughs> and sharing so many great experiences and so many great pointers and tips for everybody. I learned from Yanni and Ryan a lot. I learned from Yanni and Ryan a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Tanya. Well, well that that's the that's the that's the beauty of the Lafora talk show. It's to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think so many great things have been shared today. Um, but I think that the, the, the one thing that really just sticks with me from today is to have that can do attitude. Yep. You need to have that can-do attitude. You're going to have the highs, like Ryan showed us the, the video of that, that first few days, and look at his smiling, remembering that moment, mm -hmm. um, those great moments. You're going to have the times, like Pearl and Yanni had said, when somebody is rude to you or somebody is discriminating or you just feel alone and you feel sad or you feel homesick, and those are all normal things. But normal. I think you can just hold on to that can-do attitude and also try and surround yourself with people who are there to support you. And that's where I think the Lafora talk show and the Lafora forum are amazing because it's just sharing. It's just helping each other and supporting each other. Yes, and I may I add, Miss um, Tanya, for this. For those people who have a family over here, the best place to find a new friends is the church. So, so that your kids will not be isolated. The church, the Filipino church, especially the Catholic church, or I'm not, I'm not Catholic, but I would say that predominantly Philippines is 85 percent Christian and Catholic. So, I think the best place also is to find new friends is in the church. Yeah. In addition yeah. to that, like I want to share um this thought that 
for you who are still in the Philippines, I know a lot of people who pass NCLEX or who who haven't passed IELTS or having difficulty passing NCLEX. You just have to be passionate in achieving your dream. You should um, always believe into yourself that you can do it just like I did I'm not really that intelligent but because of my perseverance because of my perseverance because some people I know that they stop I can't do it like I can I can pass IELTS so I told them like you can do it as you know it's when I was like reviewing I always write those things that I want in my life to achieve like I want to be in the U.S. I want to buy this, buy that. Very specific. So I think that also helps me to, you know, achieve. Oh, my you have dream. some goals. Have vision. Goal. Don't, don't, don't stop believing in yourself. I keep on telling this because I know some. I mean, many friends in the Philippines who are one step closer to their dreams, and they stop believing in themselves. They said that I, I think America is not for me, but they are already in flex passer. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to believe into yourself. That's the real thing. That's the, that's I think the best way you can do for yourself to achieve your dream. Stop, don't I love stop that. Believing. I love that, Ryan. I think we. That's where we need to end off for anybody who's watching. Believe in yourself. Have that can-do attitude, and your American dream is real. There's no better time. The visa bulletin is current. There are more jobs in America than have ever been. There's more need mm -hmm. for nurses than has ever been. So if you are still wanting to come to America, now is the time. Don't give up. As Ryan said, as Yanni and Paul have said, have that can-do attitude, and we look forward to seeing you in America. Yes, yes, that's really true because America is real. I love America. America is big and beautiful. Did you hear that? <laughs> America is big and beautiful. When you can be who you are. <laughs> like, you make good money. Yes, baby, money. It's good money for nurses. And we're the most trusted profession, number one. Well, nurses rock. Look behind yep. you. Nurses rock. Nurses rock. <laughs> and then when I tell them, hey, I'm a nurse, they respect you. And sometimes they give you discount. Yes, okay. You guys have so much respect on that. Yeah, so, much so many freebies the during the first few months of COVID for nurses, especially in California. Like Krispy Kreme would be handing out free dozen Food. donuts. You just present yep. your ID. And then yep. Crocs, you know, Crocs would be handing out and it, McDonald's had free breakfast. You know, that's just an example. I'm yeah. not saying you're in it for the freebies, you know what I'm saying? But that's well, just an example. Their expectations yep. are high, especially if they're like, oh, you're a Filipino, you're a nurse. Oh my God, you must be doing this, you must be doing that. Granted, it's not the same in, you know, rural areas like where I work, but when you travel the way I did before COVID, you will find that um, there is always a place for you. So, mm -hmm. you know, if North Dakota is not for you, and I'm not saying it's not for me, but I hate winter. I get allergic reactions. It's one of the reasons I'm finally moving. Yay. Um, yes. You know, you could go to California. <laughs> you could go to New York. Yeah, and I'm somebody who thrives on diversity. I need that diversity. I need to be surrounded by people from different cultures, different races, nationalities, and all that. I cannot be in a place that's majority white. I'm No apologies there. I'm just being honest. Because, you know, that's how you you get stagnant. That's how you don't learn. And I'm somebody who's a proponent of education. I believe every person I meet, I learn something from them. Like I learned a lot from Pearl. I learned a lot from Ryan. Um, and a lot of it boils down to your internal battle, not mm -hmm. between you and the Karens or whatever. It's your internal battle with this one. So you got to change your mindset because even during these times of uncertainty, these times of the pandemic, 
come on, you've got people getting rich, you've got nurses, their businesses, their territories, um, and their careers. So there are so many things available for nurses out there. And yeah, I'm not yeah. saying you can be a nurse for life. If you don't want to, you can always change your career after your contract ends. And you'd still be making good money. It's yep, just that entry-wise, you know, entry-wise, it's, it's the most practical option, provided you've got that passion for caring for other people. Correct. It's, yeah. different. Yeah. it's different for every facility. It's different for every state. So you just learn, you adapt, you survive, and you be, you be victorious while doing it. And you know, yeah. these nurses now are so lucky because in our time, I graduated 2007, I took NCLEX 2009, and it took me like seven years to come to the U.S. But right now, after you graduate, just take the NCLEX and you can go to the U.S. Because the visa bulletin there, I mean, the pressure date is current. So like, this is the best this time is the best to time. be a nurse. Oh my goodness. Like, you know. There's more opportunity now than yes. ever before. And also the school, if you love to um, forward your academic standing, um, usually the hospitals will go in to give you money to go to school. You always like uh, give you like 6,000, sometimes 14,000 a year. And then if you take your certification, like my um, work, they, um, I'm not allowed to mention my work, so don't ask me. So um, <laughs> that's a... Uh, a reminder so they will um give you fifteen hundred dollars by passing it and sometimes you just like get paid too for just like studying for certification yeah and you know what in our work there's always like a short staffing problem issues they will give you like aside from your uh, regular pay your overtime oh, no. they will give you fifteen dollar per hour as a bonus and at the same no, time yeah before i would you... get snacks and everything and you know it's really just awesome to work right now ryan pearl yanni i think we've we've had such a fun such a lively discussion we have gone way over time but i think, i loved hearing all of your stories and i hope that you have i know that you have inspired and encouraged so many people who are watching and i know that everyone who's watching is so grateful for you sharing your stories um and thank you thank you everybody thank you have thank a great day thank you have a great day stay american safe american dream keep believing keep believing uh, what else can, can i say <laughs> keep working hard keep working smart because this is the time to actually work smart not just hard uh keep praying till something happens and i'll see you here if you enjoyed today's episode then please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review if you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. Tune in next time for more incredible conversations.